In the New Testament letter of Romans, chapter 12, the Apostle Paul gives some very practical instruction, unpacking and applying some of the things that Jesus himself had preached, that Jesus himself had lived. Difficult things like blessing those who persecute us, blessing and not cursing them, to be able to rejoice with people when they're rejoicing, to weep with people when they're weeping, to be able to feed even our enemies when they're hungry, to give them something to drink when they're thirsty. Yet, Paul doesn't just tell us to do these things. As the Holy Spirit inspires him in this teaching, he also reveals to us how. And a critical part of our ability to truly put into practice powerful scriptures like this is changing how we see those people all around us. In Romans chapter 12, beginning with verse 9, Paul wrote, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with Whenever we find ourselves on the receiving end of wrong behavior, whenever people are saying things that are hurtful or untrue, whenever people have taken actions that have harmed us, that have harmed our loved ones, it can be so hard to not just respond right back, to just spit back out the same vitriol that we're receiving, to not want to punch back and hit them twice as hard as whatever hit that they gave to us. The only way that we as followers of Jesus can successfully put into practice what is taught here is if we're motivated by love. If we recognize that our responses in those moments are part of our service to the Lord, that we're called to do more than just occupy a pew on Sundays or offer a certain amount in the contribution plate, that we're called to truly have our whole lives and relationships be in service to the Lord. But also, if we learn to change how we see people. That if we reorient ourselves away from what comes so naturally to us where we are the center of the universe, where we are the good guy in our own story, and anybody who disagrees with us, anybody that hurts us, anybody who gets in the way, they're the opponent, they're the enemy, they're the one that we need to prove wrong, they're the one that we need to overcome. And instead, we're challenged to see things from a different perspective. We're challenged by the Apostle Paul here, to really think about 
how not to get honor for ourselves, how not to get what we want, but how to show honor to others, how to be loving others, to do so even more than they might be doing for us. When Paul challenges us to bless the people who persecute us, he's challenging us to try to see them through a different set of lenses, to try to see what makes the people around us rejoice, to try to see what hurts the other people around us, and to be in harmony with them, to not be arrogant, thinking that we're always right, that we have all the answers, and that we really just need to show this person why they're wrong, why they need to do it our way but instead to associate with them, to try to understand where that person's coming from, to try to see things from their perspective, but most of all, to try to see things from God's perspective, to not be wise in our own sight, but to try to see that person as someone that God loves, as someone who needs God's help, who needs God's love, especially when they hurt us. Think about that. If we were to see our enemies, our political enemies, that coworker that we just can't get along with, that family member that we're feuding with, what if we learned to see them, not through the lens of what they say or what they think or what they've done that we find so distasteful, so hurtful, but we see them as somebody that's hungry, somebody that has a need, as somebody that's thirsty, as somebody that needs something that only God can supply, and they don't have it yet. What if we were to see people through that set of eyes? If instead of seeing why we were really in the right, instead of seeing why they were so wrong for what they did, we would see them as somebody with a need only God can supply, and then because we're seeking to love genuinely, because we're seeking to serve the Lord, we seek to do what God's made us able to do, to be part of how he supplies that. To feed them. To give them something to drink. To be understanding. To bless them, even while they're persecuting us. To not react the way the world would, to meet them where they are. Now, we might not become best friends. That's part of this passage, too. They may truly be an unsafe person that we can't be around, and that's reality. Nothing about this scripture tells us that we have to put ourselves in abusive situations constantly. But if we learn to see even those people that have hurt us as people that desperately need God, and if we let our hearts be shaped by that reality, if we let our sight be shaped by that, if we choose our actions based on that, and not in response to the pain that they cause. We just might change even those most difficult of situations because that is the way God says that instead of us being overcome by this world's evil, we overcome evil.